Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Drew Grimaldi Podcast. Welcome, all of my libtard-hating friends. We have quite a lot of crazy shit going on in the world, as we always do. But the world keeps getting weirder. And uh, they make no mistake of of trying to, to get us caught in this bullshit weirdness called woke. But as we get stuck in this woke bullshit, it's at a major detriment to our national security. Because you have this group of people that are all afraid to say the wrong fucking thing. And that was always the problem with the Republican Party. When they just laid out their fucking plans, they always had better policies. Always. But they just never had the people to go out there and explain that. And when you have a campaign against them being the rich white guys that are the enemies, who they're not, they are most of the time, they're the job creators. But it's it, this one fucking cracked me up, okay? So... um. Iran's first lady, okay, Iran's first lady uh, showed up in Venezuela, okay? She arrived in Venezuela, and uh, this one's pretty crazy. I mean, this is pretty funny, but check this out. The first lady of Iran arrives in Venezuela. Whoever did that was fucking great, you know? But it's so funny that we have, you know, like the Star Wars and like analogies and stuff, you know? It's like 2016, A New Hope. 2020, The Empire Strikes Back. And 2024, Return of the Jedi, hopefully, right? But I saw that and I was like, that is so fucking funny. And things have gotten so bad. But just not quite as bad as Macy Gray singing the national anthem. Do you guys remember this? Check this one out. I mean, she looks like she's washed up in a bottle of gin and fucking tonic or something. Holy shit. It's like, did somebody say Beetlejuice three times? Like, what the hell? But, okay, that was terrible, okay? She did a terrible performance. Um, So that was the point, right? She did a fucking awful job. Things are getting almost as bad as that right now. And the rocket is burning. Shut up, lady. Holy shit. God, go have another fucking cigarette. But uh, crazy thing in the news that we had going on today, uh, we had the FBI uh, said, basically it came out today, they presented the facts um, in, in a hearing um, going after uh, FBI Director Ray um, about January 6th. And it got, uh, it got quite heated, uh, but this is a, a, a must-see, a must-see. Last year, you might recall, sir, our exchange regarding the FBI's involvement on January 6th and prior. I'm happy to jog your memory to quote, 
According to the record, I ask you, did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th prior to the doors being opened? You responded, I quote, again, I have to be very careful of what I say. To which I said, it should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th. Right. A year has passed. We sit here again a year later. We the people still do not have a definitive answer from you or anyone else in the Biden administration regarding the FBI presence and participation in the months leading up to the November election and in the weeks and days prior to January 6th and on January 6th here in D.C. We can't get a straight answer, although we have a tremendous amount of evidence harvested and reviewed over the course of the last year, which you will see in September. Stephen D'Artano, formerly in charge of the FBI's field office in Washington, D.C., testified to the House Judiciary Committee that he was aware the FBI informants would attend the Stop the Steal rally thrown on January 6th. Probably actually You confirmed that the FBI had confidential human Maybe. sources at the Stop the Steal rally on January 6th here in D.C., sir? Congressman, as we've discussed before, I'm not going to get into where we have or have not used confidential human sources. But what okay, I can we'll tell move you, on. you asked for a definitive We'll move answer. on. It's my time. You said no. You're not going to answer. That's cool. We're watching. Mr. Chairman, may I answer your question? The moment, moment will come. This is my time. Earlier this year, an FBI informant who is reported to have, quote, his quote, under oath, marched to the U.S. Capitol with fellow Proud Boys members on January 6th, close quote. He said he was communicating with his FBI handler while people were entering the U.S. Capitol. Can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within the crowd on January 6th? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying no? No. You're saying no? Not violence orchestrated by FBI sources or agents. Then what are they? Are you familiar with... Then what are they? You know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. It's pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's, it's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th, 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. Chairman. are painted completely white. Point of order. Point of order. Sure. Just run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Ms. Jackson Lee's been allowed to go two minutes before. I've been very fair in letting people finish their questioning throughout my tenure as chairman, and I'll continue to be fair on that regard. But I will make a note to the members, if you could stay as close within your time as possible, we have a lot of people that want to ask these gentlemen questions. So with that, the gentleman yields. 
but uh, uh, your, your, your point, point, I've been I'm very fair in this, Mr. Ivey, uh, with everybody on this side of the aisle just as I don't think I accuse you of being unfair, Mr. Chairman. You're making a point. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I now now recognize Mr. May I close this, this statement? Uh, Mr. No, no I, I, think, no, I think your time no. is expired. Mr. I note that, that other members across the aisle have been, been granted time, and I object well, to, my, to my question being closed. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman, and these buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters, yep, you, and you deployed you, onto our capital on January 6th. Yeah. You made, your day is coming, Mr. Ray. Your day is coming, Mr. Ray. I now Your day is coming, Mr. Ray. The FBI director. That's what he said to the FBI director. So I thought that was interesting going on. But uh, while he's up there, other other people had um, uh, other questions, right, for for the FBI director up there. One of the questions that they brought up was how many people that have entered the country illegally. Have they actually admitted that we're on the terrorist watch list? Check this one out. He admits that they're actually doing a ton of resources. Going are there after people that you are still searching for that we don't know where they are in the United States? Of the known apprehensions, KSTs, known or suspected terror people, match list to the terror watch list. Well, uh, are you still searching for people in the United States that we know match the terror watch list? I'm not I'm sure I can answer, answer that, that here, here uh, because it's a constantly moving Director target. Yes. yes. Uh, Are there people that match the terror watch list that were apprehended by CBP that the FBI and other agencies are searching for in the United States? There are certainly individuals who are uh, the subject of terrorism investigations that we are searching for. Are there not there people? To me, I guess the distinction I'm drawing is. Well, there's obviously a lot of focus on the watch list itself. One of the things that, and I've tried to be clear in my testimony here this morning, one of the areas that we are of concern is individuals who, once here, information later comes in. Are there people that you don't, those people people you don't know where they are that the FBI is searching for today? Yes or no? Yes. There it is. See, they like to give this, like, run-around talk instead of, like, a straight answer. Like, you should be able to say, like, straight, like, hey, listen, what happened on January 6th, the FBI had nothing to do with? And we should be able to be like, yeah, of course they didn't have anything to do with that. But shit got so weird so quick that it's like everybody just kind of sank into this narrative of January 6th. And they still talk about all these people and how the violence on January 6th. The only violence that happened on January 6th were towards... Trump supporters. The only person that died that day was Ashley Babbitt, and she was a veteran, an Air Force veteran. And she was killed. She was the only person killed that day, even though um, they like to clump these these police officers' deaths in there that have all been debunked. Um, there was no police officer that died on January 6th. In fact, that's why they tried to cover up a lot of the, of the footage, and I've showed it on past episodes, but they're trying to cover it all up. They're, they're just trying to, you know, m- make it seem that it was a, an, an insurrection and it was all these things because they're deathly afraid of a Donald Trump because they've done everything that they've had. They've thrown everything at Donald Trump. And th- that pendulum never stops in the middle. Never stops in the middle. And public opinion has swayed way in the way of President Trump. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, FBI is out there looking for that shit. All this crazy shit going on in the world, you know, all this, uh, you know, crazy shit where they're trying to get the former president for on, on the presidential. It's something that the Presidential Records Act covers 110%. The raid on Mar-a-Lago was 100% unconstitutional, and it was illegal by all means because the the Presidential Records Act uh, actually uh, gives Donald Trump 12 years before he's got to turn over any of those fucking documents if he even wants to. There is no, there has been no former president who has ever been held to the accountability that Donald Trump is, and that's all because they're trying to paint Donald Trump like he's some type of um, you know, fucking turncoat, like, you know, he's up for China and all that. And it's like, everybody's sitting there, though, it's like, you know, like saying like, oh, did you see the the, the deals that Milan, or that uh, Ivanka and, and Trump and her family got in, in China? Yeah, because they were fucking afraid of them. They were the, the presidents, you know? People respect strength. People respected Donald Trump, when he disrespected other people. There was a video that I saw of the Saudi prince who everybody, nobody's supposed to touch. And Donald Trump's walking by, he just pats him on the arm. And it's like a thing. Like, nobody touches the Saudi prince. And the guy twitches like this because he's not used to it. And it's just Trump just giving a little fucking pat on the, sh on the shoulder. Like, hey, buddy, you know I'm fucking here. And it was awesome. And they respect that shit. They respect that shit. And they also respect this shit right here where... Uh, you know, all this shit going on, they're trying to put him in jail for being one of the greatest presidents. You know, that's what they respect. They respect the family values because that's what the world respects, except for the United States. They want to do everything to destroy all that's good in the name of these weird foreign uh, European ideologies that don't work. You know, nobody's fucking happy over there. That's why they come to the United States to buy our fucking products, our fucking goods in our fucking stores because they can't afford that shit in their country. And... What Donald Trump and, and, and what Donald Trump did is he made this country great. He made it a great place to live. He made this, uh, the the money supply right. He got the economy booming. You know, we had inflation around one point seven percent. We had a dollar seventy nine gas uh, a gallon gasoline. And you look at where we're at, we're at now, and think about what a, if, if if we could somehow get gasoline back down. If we start pumping oil again and we could get gasoline prices back down to two dollars a gallon. You would be surprised what that will do for the economy. But right now, they're on this green New Deal uh, bullshit agenda where they, they don't care. They want their people to get paid off. But all that shit's going on. Trump has, still has time to stop by his granddaughter's school to see that. And people respect that shit. Now, this next one is crazy. Now, this is what I want people to see. I, I always want to show people the truth because a lot of times you got to search for it. But this right here um, is um, Israeli defense going around showing the hospital that they that they were um, using as a headquarters. Check this one out. 
Check this. So the solar panels, then the electricity goes here, and it goes down directly to the tunnel. Now you can see the tunnel. You can see the tunnel. The tunnel is let down more than 20 meters down. This is Rantisi Hospital. And this is the place where I showed you the tunnel. I want you to see. This is the back side of the, the tunnel hospital. is no more than 150 feet away, maybe. Tonight we have entered into this building. I will show you the evidence. Let's enter into the hospital. We're now entering into the area of the hospital where we had found the evidence. Uh, this operation was conducted by uh, Israeli Special Unit, the Israeli Navy SEALs. This is still an operation that is conducted. I want to show you a room where we found all the gear, the operational gear of Hamas. Hamas is using hospitals, like we showed the evidence in Shifa Hospital. In other hospitals, we are now seeing it in live in Rantisi Hospital. An operation still conducting right now. Look at what Hamas is holding inside the hospital. These are explosives. These are vests, vests with explosives. Yeah, it's a body vest. Among hospitals, among patients, we have hand grenades, Kalachnikovs. And then we have the RPGs, people shooting RPGs from hospitals. This is Hamas. The world has to understand who is Israel fighting against. We are now in the basement, and in this basement we found a motorcycle. They were all used in the massacre of the 7th of October. They even have bullets in this motorcycle. So they came back from the massacre on the 7th of October into Rantisi Hospital with hostages on a motorcycle. We're still researching this. Yards from here, we find the chair, a woman, clothes, and a rope. A rope next to the leg. They're tying hostages to chairs. And look above this, look above it. It's a baby bottle. It's a baby bottle in a basement. Above a World Health Organization sign. This is a suspicion for an area where hostages were being held. We're now looking at an infrastructure. You don't need to build something improvisedly in a hospital in the basement. Unless you want to hold someone in the basement, you don't want anyone to see. You're now entering into the room where we suspect the hostages were being held. I want you to look at this room. People are putting curtains with nothing above, just wall. No reason to put here a curtain unless you want to film hostages and deliver movies. And I will show you more evidence. In this room, there is a list. This list, in Arabic, in Arabic, this list says we are in an operation. The operation against Israel started in the 7th of October. This is a guardian list where every terrorist writes his name and every terrorist has his own shift guarding the people that were here. I mean, isn't that crazy that they're still saying, you know, and, and the thing is, is that these people are using this hospital as a human shield, right? Because they think, the, oh, the Israeli defense is never going to attack us in these, and they don't. They wait till they, like they issue a warning to say get the fuck out of there if if you got if your children all that and a lot of times 
the terrorists, they make them stay in shit. And, and then they use that to try to use the Western media, which for some reason, all this dark money, once, <clears throat> any, and you'll notice this, okay? Anytime the United States starts funding large amounts of money to Iran, the terrorist groups become more um, blatant, more aggressive, um, and, th and they don't care. They, th they just start moving. And we, we saw it under Barack Obama. We've seen it under Joe Biden or O'Biden. And I think it's, it's just disgusting to me that we are even giving the other side money in this. We are funding both sides of this war now. The Democrats are now talking about giving Gaza, the people that kidnapped all these people and holding people hostages and killed Americans. Well, <clears throat> you know, Democrats like, you know, Rashida Tlaib and all of them, they think that they've been, you know, done wrong and they were displaced. And that's where all this colonizer bullshit comes from, from these fucking people. And it's so wrong. But there was so much dark money that started flooding the Democrat Party. And that's what ha started happening. So when Joe Biden decided to move on, on uh, you know, to support Israel, he isolated half of his party. <clears throat> so right now, Joe's approval rating is the lowest it's ever been in his presidency, and he's looking into the next bit. But that's the problem, is that we are funding both sides of this war. We are saying, oh my God, we got to give humanitarian aid to Israel. While we're sitting there, um, just came out, I think it was a couple days ago, that uh, Biden is talking now talking about freeing up $10 billion for Iran. You know, after Republicans were sitting there trying to get him to freeze the other $6 billion that he was going to give them in, in Qatar. It's just, it's just a joke. The incompetence and corruption is just bullshit. And no American should be okay with this. We have, as Americans, we have the weight of the world of, on our shoulders. And just like it was a long time ago with like social security where you had, you know, four people paying into one person's benefit because times were good. Now it's like you have one person paying into four per people's benefit. It doesn't work. Anymore. It's not, it's not a, it's not something that's sustainable, but I'm going to move on because I thought that was crazy. Um, well, I wanted to touch on this one, Nikki Haley. Um, she's, she's, lost her fucking mind. She sounds like like mini Bush. I mean, she's fucking terrible. She's like a mini Dick Cheney. But you can tell she's total deep state. When her and a Democrat, and I'll show that video later, when her and a Democrat agree, it's it's sad. It's really sickening time. But listen to what uh, Nikki Haley had said. Now, keep in mind, she's running for president, and she's about, and she just moved ahead of, you know, Ron DeSoros. And now Nikki Haley is getting into these crazy talks. Check this out. I get into office. The first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden, people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say, and they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids, and it's going to help our country. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do is... So she's, she's basically talking about how you need to verify everybody who on the Internet. 
Like, no, that's what troll accounts are about, baby. Those things are the greatest. And I, I just think that, right? So her whole mentality is to take away people's privacy, okay? Because that's essentially what you're doing if you make somebody verify who you are online, you know? And there's people out there right now that actually pay for fucking Twitter, but just don't let the fucking little blue check anymore by their name. Just because they don't want to be fucking, oh, look at Blue Check Boy from the left. Because they started hating on Twitter the second Elon Musk took over and exposed all their Democrat foes. But Nikki Haley fucking says this. And here's another one of uh, Nikki Haley gushing, gushing over. I often say that Hillary the reason Clinton. I got into politics was because of Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, you write about her being a big inspiration for you. I went with my friend Eleanor Kitzman to a firm and leadership program where Hillary Clinton was speaking. And I walked out of there and I said, I'm running for office. It often takes a woman to get the job done. Just saying, sometimes it takes a woman. <laughs> I often say that the reason... So, yeah. She's, she's fucking awful. She's terrible. Um, and that's part of the problem there, right? Um, so... This is the same type of tactic. I'm going to go back to the one before this, after this. But this is the same one that I want to show you here. Check this one out. This is the governor of New York talking about how she wants everybody on social media to have to give their like social security numbers. Shit like that. We're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others, and all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Because personal security is about everything for them. As I said, no one walking down the street or in a subway should feel they have to find, to hide any indications of what their religious beliefs are. We expect to see people celebrating their lives, walking about freely, and that is no longer the case because people are living in fear. They have a right to do whatever they want here in the state of New York. How nuts is that, though? Hey, let's let's verify everybody and everything on the internet. You know, like like these people, they want to have control of the narrative. That's all that is. They want to have control of the narrative, and so because going back to that, because they don't have control of the narrative with the immigrant situation in New York and their own guy, Eric Adams, the mayor has come out and he says, listen, this is going to destroy the city. I, we cannot keep fucking taking in these immigrants like this. Like something has to stop. So he decides to um, say that he's been very vocal about some of the horrible policies of the Biden regime. And now all of a sudden the Biden regime had the DOJ and the FBI Go raid Eric Mayor Eric Adams place. Mayor Eric Adams place. Check this out. Pretty crazy stuff, really. Um, third world stuff. Really. Well, it's now been more than a week since the home of Mayor Eric Adams' chief fundraiser, Brianna Suggs, was raided by the FBI. Mayor Adams was in Washington at the time, or at least on his way 
to Washington to discuss the migrant crisis with the White House. And he's been very, very critical of their response. But the minute he got to D.C., he canceled a meeting and rushed back to New York. And while neither Ms. Suggs nor the mayor have been accused of any wrongdoing right now, there are a lot of questions about his response to the raid. I had a chance to sit down with the mayor one-on-one -on -one to address those questions. You were on your way to D.C. when you got word that the feds raid, raided your top fundraiser. Um, I'm just wondering, was it coincidence? that it happened that day, or do you think it was suspect? Uh, you know, I can't speculate on things. Uh, you know, we don't have the answer to so many questions. Uh, the hist history allows us to reflect on what happened and how things happened. In retrospect, would you have handled that situation differently? Because obviously there was criticism that you, you got to D.C. and you turned around right away. Would you have done it differently? today. No, no. My style of leadership is to be uh, on the ground when things happen. I do it from everything from uh, if there's a shooting, if there's a major fire, you know, people say, well, let your fire commissioner handle that. No, I'm the mayor. People elected me as the mayor. Listen, I had a young 25-year-old young lady who was an intern that I watch have a promising career as a fundraiser. And something emotionally devastating like this happened to, to her. I didn't communicate with her on that day, but I wanted to be back in the city to make sure that things were stable. When you have something impactful like that, that's an impactful experience to go through. And I wanted to be in the city. That's just how I laid out. You know, you know, people who have followed me for years know I'm a front and center type leader. Democrats should run that guy for president. I mean, seriously. I mean, he probably has some skeletons in the closet, but don't we all? <laughs> oh, my God. But I, uh, I'm going to leave you with this one here. This one I just got marked down is, why do teachers' unions keep hiring these whack jobs? Um, and they are. They're 100% just psychos. And, again, why do they keep um, hiring people like like where do they find these people why do they keep hiring i'm gender neutral so i am not a female nor am i a male i would be in between so right here would be my pronouns so instead of she or he you would refer as z instead of her or him you would refer as zer. oh my god instead of her or his it would be zer yes in the back uh so I'm I'm sorry I'm confused. Um, are you are you Mr. Darren? Miss Darren? No, no, I am Teacher Darren. There would be no Mr. or Mrs. in front of that. Just Teacher Darren. I'm confused. I guess I'm. Confused. What are you confused about? I'm confused over the whole thing. <laughs> well, because this is how the world is changing now. So the world progresses, and we progress with the world. Yes. yes. In the back. Can, can we just call you by what you look like your pronouns are? No, because no, that would be disrespectful. Oh, so God. my pronouns are Z, Zer, Zer, Zers, and Zer self. Or you can just call me Teacher Darian. What the fuck? That's what we're battling against, people. The good versus the evil. The sane versus the fucking clinically insane. All right. So keep your head on a swivel. Be good, keep the faith, thanks for watching, and get out there and talk shit to a liberal today. Thanks so much.